everybody, and welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. I hope, hold on to your hats. We've had a week. Boy, have we. Andy, what have you dubbed this episode? Uh, what have I dubbed this episode? Finale Fever, baby. We got lots of finales to talk about. We started our week on a a high point, didn't we, Oh my gosh, it's been, I've... I've been to three events in the last week, and ladies and gentlemen, after the pandemic, that is a lot for me, as Andy can attest to. But um, you're getting back in the swing of things. I'm trying. Gosh, I'm just. I'm, tr- I'm <laughs> We're trying. We're all trying. We're all doing the uh, best we my can. My pandemic brain is still like that SNL sketch. It's like, is my brain okay? Yeah, is my brain okay? It's no. like, what do you wear? What do you say? How do I stand? Like, just all the, how do you get there? How do I make like, small talk again? Yeah, wait, what time do we need to leave to get somewhere on time? There's just so many questions about going to an event that so, we're just still so trying many, to work out. Yeah. So many questions. Do I wear shorts? I think do that's do I wear shorts? That's, I wore shorts. Andy rocks some shorts. I, I'm proud of my decision. Yeah, um, I, it was, I it was a you. bold decision. But I went with it, and I was okay with it. Um, so it awesome. we went to a fantastic event on Sunday night for Abbott Elementary, our a show fave, near and dear fave. to our heart. Yes, and so Diane got us into the, the this finale um, screening and then after party that was absolutely fantastic. What a freaking joy of an evening. It was wonderful, and we got to mingle a little bit with the cast. We sure did. And um, it was really a wonderful event, so big props to the Disney ABC people and the folks over at Warner Brothers Television. Uh, Warner Brothers TV produces the show. Um, wonderful event uh, at Noya House in Hollywood. Uh, a nice screening. We got a, an early peek at the season finale, that wonderful episode about the zoo, the class trip to the zoo. And then uh, uh, just a nice kind of mix and mingle thing out on the patio. And also the cast of ABC's The Wonder Years was there. And um, Yvonne Orgy. Yvonne Orgy. From because Insecure. Because she and she's doing, she did a guest Yvonne. shot on The Wonder Years, which is why she was there as well. Uh, so it was really a, just a, a really wonderful event. And we got to... Uh, we got to talk to the wonderful Cheryl Lee Ralph. We did. Better known as Miss Barbara on Abbott Elementary. And I got to say, you know, if we have any Emmy voters listening, um, we, this, you know, it's a freshman comedy, but boy, if there was ever a comedy that was deserving of an Emmy nomination. Absolutely. Out of the box, it's Abbott Elementary. And uh, and I hope the folks at the SAG Awards are also paying attention to the show because it really deserves best ensemble. Yeah, it really does. Like the entire cast is really so pitch, strong, pitch perfect and stellar. But, you know, I have to call out, you know, my personal favorite again, and, and I don't, perhaps Diane's too, but Janelle James playing Principal Ava just continues to make me laugh out loud. We love her. We love she, her to pieces. She's doing it like a real kind of like Michael Scott from The Office thing here, where she's playing the bumbling boss who actually wants the right things for her employees and sort of does the right thing in the end, but it takes her a little while to get there. She, but she often takes the wrong route. You know, as did Michael. Like basically, with with the field trip to the zoo, it was completely unsanctioned. Which, when children <laughs> are involved, not a great idea. Yeah. But she's so wonderful, and I'm sorry, but if you didn't laugh when she came out in that leopard print outfit to go to the zoo, <laughs> where is your funny bone? Oh, she's just oh, what a scene stealer she is, and she seems to really enjoy stealing scenes. Um, and also, I just want to I, I want to give yet another shout out to the show because. They're also doing good in the real world for schools. Um, 
Abbott Elementary and Warner Brothers TV uh, did a Think Outside the Lunchbox campaign to benefit Feeding America, which raises awareness about food insecurity. And Warner Brothers TV donated 150,000 meals to Feeding America, uh, which is, you know, that goes a long way. And if you would like to support that effort, visit feedingamerica.org slash Abbott Elementary. And give what you can, because every little bit helps. So doing good on TV and in the real world, which is a very, very cool thing. We, 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 love, we love this show. What can I say? If you're behind, if you haven't seen it, head over to Hulu. All episodes are streaming there. Continuing the, the finale fever, we'll turn to The Dropout, which had its finale on Hulu. And my first thought is that Amanda Seyfried's going to get that Emmy nomination. Yeah, I, I, as well, I think she should. It was a pretty strong finish. It's, you know, I think it's really hard when these are stories where you know what happened. I would agree with that. And and the story's still ongoing. True. Like, Sonny Belwani is just his about trial, to go to trial. His trial, no, his so trial started. Did it, when did it start? Uh, in March. Oh. <laughs> in okay. March. And also, but we're waiting now because Elizabeth Holmes is going to be sentenced, I want to say in September. I think yeah. I it's going to be in September. But we just don't know what the we don't know what how the story ends, frankly, because we don't know what her my punishment is going to be. My prediction is jail. We just don't know for how long. Yeah, because they found her like guilty on some counts of fraud. Definitely, as far as I know, fraud lands you in the clink. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's the question that I think everybody. Exactly. That's, that's what's so compelling about this at this point is is will she get the punishment that I you know I frankly think she deserves and a lot of other people do or because she's a wealthy white woman will she go free? Oh, that ain't gonna happen. No, no, no. I think there's too much awareness of stuff like that now. And Hulu's doing a big Emmy push for the show, so there have been FYC events for the show, and. I do think that both Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews are really deserving. And I would hope the show gets an Emmy, uh, a writing nomination as well, because it is very, very strong. Um, and I got to say, you know, a show that has become so meme-worthy. There are so many memes of, you know, Amanda Seyfried, the bug-eyed look and the, the dancing and what have you. So it'll be interesting I, I i don't know that this show struck a chord with everybody i'm really curious to know other people's feedback you know especially after the finale how people are feeling about it i mean everything i've been reading and listening to um you know obviously they're comparing the show with its you know its counterparts which is you know we crashed and um yeah but ultimately a show has to but, stand on its own yeah definitely and i mean this one i think keeps coming out on top of of those similar yeah. shows from from what i'm hearing is other people feel like this is the best of those shows i really liked it i found it really compelling and, and great and yeah i do think amanda safe rave for me was definitely the highlight of the show i gotta say yeah but i i, I will say I, I i'm liking we crashed quite a bit i think it i think that's very very strong but this is definitely better than Inventing Anna, which, man, what a letdown that was. But we're not going to yeah. go back to that. Um, okay, Andy's favorite, The <laughs> Thing About Pam, aired its finale on NBC, and it's now on uh, Peacock. Yeah. Andy, thoughts? You know, I loved this show from week to week. I really looked forward to it. I thought it was just fun so funny. I thought Renell Zellweger actually kind of nailed it. 
Uh, and frankly, I thought the finale was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I, I was... It was a lot of plot I was summary. underwhelmed. Yeah, I was totally underwhelmed. It was a lot of plot summary kind of wrapped into one final episode. Yes. And you didn't get... It. I don't know. I felt like they could have lingered on Pam's ridiculousness for a little bit longer. I, you know, I'm not sure if I wanted another episode or not. That's a great point. Um, it just felt like they were rushing yeah. To get to the end, which it was a I lot. Was weird. A lot. A lot happened in that last episode, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh wait, it's over." Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, and that could have just been plotting the story. To me, that's like what were the, what were the writers doing on the whiteboard when they plotted it all? Yeah. So. Kind of the, the highlight for me actually was watching the clips at the end of the actual Pam Hup, and seeing how freaking nutty she really was. And how Renee Zellweger actually captured her complete nuttiness. Okay, and in a related note, I had the same reaction and it made me want to see more. So tomorrow night, Friday, April 15th, NBC is doing, of course, a special edition of Dateline. And it's going to be about the real life Pam Hop. So uh, they're going to, it's a two hour special and it's going to feature new interviews about the murder of Betsy Faria including with the prosecutor behind the wrongful conviction of, of Betsy's husband. So She's going to be interviewed? Um, I don't know if there will be new footage of Pam or not. Or but, no, but the prosecutor? But I'm sure... That'll be, that'll be the DA. No, the the, the prose- Judy Greer character is what, is what I'm curious, if they're going to have her That interview. I don't know. Okay, okay. That I don't know. Because I know she's a little bit in trouble, according to yeah, the, she definitely is. the ending of For of some this, like, that, legal malpractice Yeah, or which she should be. But anyway, I'll definitely be watching that. But I'm very, very curious. Uh, I'm actually going to... I don't usually watch Dateline, but I, I am going to check that out, because <laughs> yeah. I'm curious yeah. about it. And talk about... Yeah, it's so funny. They really managed to work Dateline into that story. Well, it's about part a, of... About a hundred times. Of course times. they did. Well, no, because it's part of the brand, and since yeah. the original podcast... Yeah. That is, that's like IP, that's intellectual property. It's just interesting. I, I don't, I mean, like, I don't think the, the Inventing Anna didn't work, you know, they didn't even reference the New York, um, New York Magazine. They did, but they called it Manhattan No, they called Magazine. it something else. I'm they saying they Manhattan actually Magazine. used, they talked about Dateline a million oh, yeah. times, the actual real Dateline. Oh, because it was produced in conjunction I know, I know, I just, it was yeah. interesting. I'm just... Making, oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they weaved it in synergy, a million times. Synergy, Andy, it's all about well, I, synergy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a little clunky, to be honest. Okay. It felt so. like an infomercial for, da- <laughs> for Dateline at times. Uh, moving right along, uh, the finale that blew all of our minds. Yeah, this one did stick the landing. Severance. And thank God, of course, it already has a season two renewal. And we know that the creators have been mapping out season two already. Andy, what what got to you the most in the finale? I mean, Holly. Uh, right? Yeah. Can we, are we spoiling? Shout out to Britt Lauer. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, what a, perf- first of all, what a performance, like, from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny because we never, she's the one character, the one severed character who we didn't get a backstory on right. during the show. And right. I didn't pick up on that, but there was a very clear reason for that. Right. Which, right. is, which would spoil, so I don't know if we want to talk about it, but... Let's just say that Heli has a very, very, very close relationship. There we go. Close to relationship. To the Lumen founders. Lumen, yeah. Good old And Kier. it is jarring. And I have to say, when we saw Heli at this gala, the other thing I really loved was she had on this that beautiful, ornate gown 
in the blue and green colors of Lumen. And I really loved how that tied in. I mean, everything about this show is flawless from the production design to the costume design, just to those the eerie opening titles, which I still watch every time I watch the show. <laughs> I, I can't take too. my eyes off them. And the sense of unease that this show gives you. Yeah. And how consistent it is. Totally. A couple of things on that. It's really interesting that Apple is doing title sequences in all of its shows, That's introductory title sequences. Very true. Whereas HBO's almost completely gotten rid of them and they'll only show like like, you know, just a the, title, the card. title card rather than a whole title sequence. I just find that really interesting. And also, you know, sometimes I feel like the, the these episodes would be a little leisurely, which was fine. But the finale was not. It was very fast-paced. Okay. The, fin- the finale literally had you on the edge of your seat, yeah. which it, the show usually does. And, you know, we're also... And also, God bless Adam Scott. We are all so invested in Mark and in Mark's well-being mm-hmm. and in and just wanting good things for him I, I there oh my gosh and then Patricia Arquette who did a, a nice inter- interview with Vulture but she didn't want to spoil things for season 2 so she was a little tight-lipped <laughs> which is really good yeah but boy oh boy what it could just what the performance is all around my jaw just hangs open like totally. every time so kudos to all of the filmmakers because it immediately left me wanting more totally yeah it it, it felt like they were very confident they'd get renewed because it left on a pretty serious cliffhanger i have a feeling when they pitched it they were pitching at least two seasons i bet you're right because you can't wrap this all up in like eight or nine episodes you know no way a little more and also the whole thing about mark's wife who I won't say who it is, but that was also, that was, I think that was revealed in the... The second to last. The second to I last think. episode. Yeah. And, oh, oh. Yeah, they threw some curveballs. Some real curveballs at the end. Which is what Good great ones. storytelling is yeah. about, because then you understand why Mark wanted to be severed. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't know. Is yeah. that something? I always wonder if that is something I would ever want. Like, would I want to be severed from my work life? And I... I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been in a process of severing from my work life for the past several years and trying to create a work life that I actually enjoyed. It's uh, I think everybody's trying struggled. to integrate our work work lives and personal lives. I think is something a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to. Well, of course, and in the pandemic, there was the etern- it became a bigger issue between work life balance. Yeah, and you know when you see shows like Severance that speak to them, not directly, but in an indirect way. It makes you think about it more. Very timely series, let me let me tell you that. So, but now we're all invested in the mystery and the thriller of it. And, um, oh, and John Turturro's story with Christopher Walken and him going to God. find Bert. Oh my God, I just... There was a really sweet story on Jezebel about, you know, just crushing on John Turturro in the show. And I'm like, I get it. He was so sweet. And I don't know. It's a beautiful performance. Yeah. Yeah, A beautiful, very, very quiet, but very, very beautiful. Um, And, oh man, I just can't, I can't rave about this show more. I know. I love it so much. It's really brilliant. So if you haven't watched it yet, 
I don't know what you're waiting for. Get into it. Get on Apple TV Plus. Apple and TV watch Plus, by Severance. the way, who's also, which is also like becoming the sir. It's it's really gotten into the horse race. I never had it Pachinko. until like I mean, the last few months, and now I would never get rid of it. More people watch Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest is amazing. <laughs> Pachinko. We'll talk more about Pachinko in another episode. In yeah. another episode, we yeah. have just too much to talk about. It's just continues to beautiful be and brilliant, stunningly beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's just a lot going on there. And and Slow Horses, we can talk more about that later, too. We are. We're going to talk more Another about really fun one. Because I need to catch up on more of that. Yeah. I think I'm only on episode it's two. Just, I need to catch up on more. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to service hop here over to HBO Max, because I want to remind everyone, the final two episodes of Minx are now streaming. And, oh my gosh, I love this show <laughs> so, so, so much. Um, again, showrunner Ellen Rappaport just like knocked the whole thing out of the park and did such an amazing job with the storytelling. And it was also, you know, staffed with lots of female directors, lots of female writers, which is always wonderful to see. We, we, can't, we can't have too much of that. So that was terrific. Um, these last two episodes, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really great because you get to see Joyce with her friend. Uh, I want to, Joyce with her friend who's in New York and played by Gillian Jacobs, who, of course, I love from Community. There's also, again, the continuing friendship between Shelley, Lennon Parnum's character, and Bambi, played by Jessica Lowe, who's so, so good. Um, and also, I don't know if anyone else loves the Doug and Tina relationship. That's Jake Johnson and Adara Victor's character. But they're, like, running the magazine together, and it's, like, they're also in love with each other. It's just fantastic. Um... Like I said, no spoilers here, but the last two episodes, I gotta say, these are the tightest half hours. They fly by. They're so, so good. Um, so check that out. We're gonna talk more about that in the, like, yeah, in the next I'm episode, I think. I'm a little behind on Minx, Andy's gonna but catch up. I will get there. One thing we're caught up on, we're both caught up on, is Pamela Adlin's Better Things, yeah. which is in its final season. Tear, tear, tear rolling down my face. Um, Andy, how are you feeling about it this year? I mean, this is one of my favorite shows now, probably of all time. I wow. think it probably has a spot in my top 10 favorite shows. And I feel like this last season, it's just, it's ex I felt like it's exactly the same show it has been. And it's perfect. I, I feel like it's even more freeform and sort of not adhering to strict storytelling stuff. I, it, all, it feels very jazz to me. Like it's just very, it flows where it wants to flow. And I'm really worried about Duke, the youngest daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's got a little bit of a substance abuse issue. The at, vaping. At the vaping. You kids in the vaping. Yeah, but I can't tell what she's vaping. I, I wasn't clear on whether she's whether she's just vaping. I don't like, know. I think it's bad it's to vape anything. Pot, or it's just like yeah, yeah I, I know it's know. bad to vape anything. But put down the vape, kids. Put down the vape, kids. This is a very anti-vaping show, which is good. Um, I just, I still love everything about the Celia Emery character, you know, who oh, plays, um, her, who plays mom her mom and is always just a little bit of a dingbat, but also really, really, um, just fascinating. It's interesting because Phil, uh, Sam's mom, you know, they had that episode where they're going through a lot of her things and she's sort of thinking about being closer to the end than she is to the beginning. And boy, does that hit home. Um, and how it, what happens to her things almost doesn't matter. But Sam has real sentimental attachment to a lot of things, especially a lot of things in her house. Yeah. The art in her house. 
very, very interesting. Um, and just as a background note, they wound up packing up and going to England to film because Celia Imry couldn't travel during COVID. Oh. So the I, rest of the I cast went, yeah, went over there okay. because they didn't want to have her only on Zoom for the final season. Oh, that's so awesome. And I thought I that was so that. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, but that's Pamela It's part Adler. of the story is that they're traveling to, to the UK. Among the other things that Pamela Adlon is, is she's a mensch. She is just nice and considerate and loving and sweet and supportive and i just i love that they did that yeah and i mean that's what makes the show so brilliant is the character of sam played by pamela adlon is a mensch like she's just a person that everybody sort of gravitates to yes she's imperfect she's you know kind of irritable at times she's got her own faults but then she also is just somebody that's a solid a solid person that everybody wants to be around her daughters she, you know the daughters give her all kinds of abuse because they know she can take it you know and the friends true. you know the friends kind of when they really need somebody that's who they go to and i think that's what's made her made it so lovable so so just wonderful to me is like it's just a place it's a place you want to spend time with it's a person people. you want to spend time yeah. with people you want to spend time with yeah it's it's a really really beautiful show i also enjoy how her own personal community is so wide just from her acting career and now Sam is directing how anywhere she goes yeah. she runs into people she knows and I just love those kind of things where it might be someone she hasn't seen for a while but they pick up right where they left off there was a great thing she ran into Ron Cephas Jones who was on This Is Us he played a role there uh, and then she wound up directing an episode of his show and that was and I love how she picks up on every single all these Hollywood quirks that you would know if you work in the industry, but it's a very interesting behind the scenes peek. And it's about a lot of stuff she runs into when she's directing an episode of the show. Yeah. And she has to deal with like a kid's mom, a child actor's oh mom. I love that part. Which yeah. is just, it's goofy and it's brilliant and it's true. And it's all about working actors work people working in the industry this is not she's not even like i mean the first one of the first episodes talks about her her credit sucks but obviously she lives in a big home so she's making money but it's like it's grounded in reality that there's a lot of people that just work in this industry but she has to keep they're not working. major stars she has to keep working to pay the bills yes. to pay the mortgage yes. you know and she's that's not, very clear i like that i like that it shows the real kind of side of the entertainment industry yeah and there was a very funny scene early on where she was talking to her brother played by the wonderful kevin pollack and he was trying oh, to so talk to her together. about and he was trying to talk to her about finances and she was just like no 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 i don't understand this i don't understand <laughs> Just, and I felt like, oh, I so identify with that. And he's so frustrated with her. He's like, I have tried to tell you about this stuff for years, and I'm over it. I'm not helping you anymore. I have a brother like that, too. So I think that's why it really spoke to me. But anyway, and staying in the FX universe. Um, oh, by the way, all episodes of Better Things. Look, look for them on Hulu. New episodes air on Linear on FX. Um, also on FX, yes, we're still just gaping like crazy admiration at Atlanta. Yeah. And last week's episode was about reparations. And Justin Bartha starred as an unsuspecting white man <laughs> who 
who suddenly is told by a black woman that he owes her three million dollars. Andy, what did you make of this episode? I mean, dude, as as a white man, it's it's uh, it gets under the skin. It's a it's a hard. This was a hard episode to watch. You know, it's definitely designed to make us feel a little uncomfortable and and give real thought to what reparations mean and um, what we owe to people, you know, people of color based on historical events, which I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 100 percent pro reparations and I think we should have. Um, you know, something, but this, this, uh, makes it a little bit more personal where, you know, if your lineage was directly involved with the lineage of another, you know, person who's still alive today, you owe that person specifically. And that's a, particularly, that's a concept I had not thought of much. The enslavement of any of their ancestors. That's what I mean. Yeah. So that was very interesting. And what's also great about Atlanta is they don't believe in a soft touch. It's just a hammer. And I I admire that because part of me is, I I wonder what it's like to write like that, but they do it so well. So I really, really admire what they do. It's like the definition of thought-provoking. And it, it stays with you. I watched it last week, but I'm still thinking about it. Me too, yeah. So. Yeah, and I love Justin Bartha. He's great. He's, he's, he's just a really good yeah. everyman I kind actor. of hadn't thought about him lately, and I'm like, oh, I like him. He should be in more things. That's a guy who... Were, he, I think he just got a movie role. I think I just saw... I think I saw something, something. Yeah, so. similar. Yeah. Um, some, some upcoming stuff. Uh, this weekend in California, it's the first weekend of Coachella. Now, I will not be going to Coachella because it's in the desert. Too much standing. I'm not ready to like do drugs with a bunch of people. I've only I've done Coachella once. I enjoyed it, and that was enough. How long ago was that? I'm just curious. Um, I was on the late side. I probably this was about five years ago. Oh, I'd okay. say so. Yeah, nice. I was well into my 30s, which is already on the upper age age spectrum. Although, frankly, it's you know it's it is definitely an all ages event, and lots of people go that are older than um, myself, but. It's a lot of work. I mean, festivals in general are just not my thing. It's yeah, lot, it's that's it's that's just too many people for me, especially right now. But I will say, you know, in case you were wondering, the big brands are back. The fashion houses are leaning in. They're doing. There's a lot of fashion houses that are doing. You know, they're doing brand sponsorships and and brand partnerships at houses. So there'll be a lot of parties. And if you just want to watch it from the couch, head to YouTube. Because YouTube's going to do a live stream again, as they've been doing for a while. Um, it's their 10th year in a row. Um, so they're going to have, like, new hosts. They're going to have pre-parties. Just look for the live stream on YouTube. And you can get that even if you don't pay for YouTube Premium. So be sure to look for that. In other news, I'm so happy because the Black Lady Sketch Show is back. It came back last Friday. And it is such a great way to end your week. It's just, you are sure to laugh if you watch this show. That's Fridays on HBO or stream the episodes on HBO Max. As I mentioned before, the Kardashians are back, but this time they're on Hulu. I, Andy, I have not, I've not watched it yet. I don't think you have either. No, and I won't. (laughs) I I expect it to be just as vague as their E! series was. And, you know, I know... I think it, because of social media, we already know it'll be about what Chloe and Travis. No, yeah. sorry, 
No, Courtney and Travis. I, I'm so sorry. I can't, just, I can't keep everyone straight. I'm nothing, so sorry. There's nothing there for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, in other news of upcoming stuff, just a few things I want to make sure people know about. Uh, Anatomy of a Scandal drops April 15th tomorrow on Netflix, starring Rupert Friend and Sienna Miller. They're a married couple, and he's a high-ranking government official in Britain, and he is accused of rape with a, of a co-worker. And Michelle Dockery plays the barrister who prosecutes him. It's a pretty taut drama. They're all very good. Uh, not a happy watch. Just putting it out there. Just letting everybody know. Um, Roar also drops tomorrow on Apple TV+. Plus. Eight episodes all dropping tomorrow. This is from Nicole Kidman's production company. And it's women's stories. Uh, I put this in quotes, feminist fables, that it's sort of, it's an anthology series and they cover topics like gender roles, autonomy, identity, and they all have a bit of a sci-fi twist or bend to them, which is kind of interesting. What What's really good, if you were a fan of GLOW, the creators of that show, Liz Flayhive and Carly Mensch, are behind Roar. So you will see they have a lot of great talent in the episodes as well. Nicole Kidman is in one. Issa Rae is in one. Betty Gilpin, who was on GLOW. Cynthia Erivo, Allison Brie, Merritt Weaver, who you love. So lots of good talent in that. Um, also upcoming um, Sunday on Showtime, The First Lady, which is kind of a mixed bag. This first season examines three first ladies from the past, Betty Ford, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Michelle Obama. Um, Jillian Anderson plays Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, oh, just it, The name just went out of my head of who plays Michelle Obama, the woman who was in How to Get Away with Murder. Viola oh, Davis. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness, where is my brain? And then Michelle Pfeiffer plays Betty Ford. So I think the real problem with this is they keep going up and back time-wise in each episode, and it just becomes confusing. It would have been better, like, kind of a straight linear thing. Um, so I'm, I wish I could say I liked it better. Uh, I think it needs a little, I think it needed a little more focus, or I think it needed to divide the episodes up so you had, you devoted a whole hour to one first lady mm. but anyway that again that's going to premiere this sunday on showtime um finally i'm going to save the best for last oh better call saul is coming back april 18th and if you need to catch up go to netflix you can see the past seasons of better call saul there but the final season comes starts on amc on april 18th and if you watch it's, it's going to be a two episode premiere do not miss it the opening sequence of the first episode of the season premiere is one of the most gorgeous things I have seen recently. Wow. It is set to the theme song, the, the song, The Days of Wine and Roses. And if you've seen that classic film, you'll know what song I'm talking about. And if you haven't, oh, just jump in. It's really beautiful. The storytelling in this show, uh, led by Peter Gould, who's the showrunner, is on a level all its own. And I was lucky enough to go to Paley Fest for the Better Call Saul program. And I'm happy to report that Bob Odenkirk looks great and he says he's feeling great after his heart attack. That's great. They did talk about that at the program. Uh, 
it sounded very scary because he yeah. basically went white as a sheet on set on set mm-hmm. and uh thank god they had trained personnel on stage their covid coordinator had been in i think a, a war medic mm-hmm. and they had an ad who had been an emt very lucky anyway do not miss it just whatever you do don't miss it it's it's simply one of the best shows uh, they're splitting the final. AMC is going to split the final season up into two parts, so I think it might be seven and seven, seven episodes, seven episodes, yeah, like that's the Ozark, what I've heard. like yeah. the Ozark model. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Um, Andy, anything else? Um, no, <laughs> I think that's that's a lot. That's a tell lot of TV. Every, tell everyone where to find you in case they have thoughts. Yeah, I'm seriously Andy on Twitter and Instagram, and we also have our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com/slash/what's-the-hook. And I am the Surf Report on Instagram and on Twitter. And always feel free tweet us, leave us some comments on the Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you're watching, what you're digging. And we will talk to you next week. You take care until then. Bye.